everyone thanks for listening to this month's episode of dorney's vinyl a classic rock album podcast i'm colin joined by my fiance miranda and this month we are talking about blondie's parallel lines uh, before we get into that album though um the rock and roll hall of fame inductees were inducted um recently a couple days ago when we're recording this podcast um, so just to recap who was inducted, it was The Cure, Jeff Leppard, Janet Jackson, Stevie Nicks, Radiohead, Roxy Music, and The Zombies. Um, and we're just going to spotlight Stevie Nicks. So Miranda, what do you have to say about it? Um, congratulations. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, I'm really happy that she's in it. Like, cause I think there's some people in it that shouldn't be in it, and I think there's people that still are that should be in it, that still are not in it. But I think she's absolutely deserving of it. Uh, I think she should have had it a long time ago. Um, this is a long time coming. So, yeah, congratulations to her. Yeah, so um, she was the first woman to be inducted twice into the Hall of Fame. So she was inducted with Fleetwood Mac, and then now she's inducted as a solo artist. Um, I think, so she perf- she performed four songs, or I don't know if it was four full songs, but she performed a medley of four songs. Um, she did Stand Back, which was kind of like a tribute to Prince, too, um, because he played on that song. Um, and then she did Leather and Lace with Don Henley, who was a longtime friend. And then she did um, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, which was originally a duet with um, Tom Petty, but since Tom Petty passed away, she did a duet with Harry Styles, who is apparently one of her closer friends. Um, I wonder how they met. Yeah, I don't know how they met. Um, and then she finished it off with Edge of Seventeen, which I thought was pretty fitting. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to all of the, uh, all seven of the, um, 2019 inductees, and we'll see who they decide to induct in 2020, um, and see who either, if they induct people that should be in, or if they keep inducting people that have nothing to do with rock and roll. So, let's get into, um... Blondie's Parallel Lines. So just before we get into the album Quick Facts, if you haven't listened to our previous podcast already, you can listen to them on Apple Music, Google... Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, um, so listen to them. Last month we did Lunacy's Firefall, and then we did a bonus album of Michael Jackson's Thriller. So Now, the quick facts for Parallel Lines. It was released on September 23, 1978, with the record label Chrysalis. It was produced by Mike Chapman, who was also the writer of the first five songs on Desolation Boulevard, by Sweet, which we did a couple months ago. It was the third studio album released by Blondie, featuring songs written by Jack Lee, Debbie Harry, Nigel Harrison, Chris Stein, Jimmy Destry, Frank Infante, Joe B. Maudlin, Nikki Sullivan, and Norman Petty. It has sold over 20 million copies worldwide and is certified platinum in the U.S. and the U.K. And the album ranked 
number 140 on the Rolling Stone magazine's top 500 albums of all time. And it's one of the 1,001 albums to listen to before you die, which is a book that I got for Christmas featuring... Ooh, did we check this one off? 1,000. Yeah, we checked this one okay. off. So, yeah, we're trying to go through all of 1,001, <laughs> which is going to take a while because I think we're going to be like eight, in our 80s at the nursing home checking off our last one. Yep. Um, our artist profile for Blondie, it was a band formed in 1972 and has seen 15 members since it formed, but the members on parallel lines include Debbie Harry and Chris Stein, who were founding members, Frank Infante, Jimmy Destry, Nigel Harrison, and Clem Burke. They've released 11 studio albums, seven of which charted in the top 100 of the Billboard 200 and two of them in the top 10. And they had 11 of their studio albums chart in the top 100 of the UK albums chart, with seven top 10 albums and two number one albums. They were a bit more popular in the UK. For their singles, they had 10 top 100 hits on the US Billboard Hot 100, eight in the top 40, and four number one hit singles. And in the UK, they had 23 top 100 hits, with 11 top 10 and six number one songs. They have been nominated for two Grammy Awards, and they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006. The album's history. So in 1973, guitarist Chris Stein joined the Stilettos, and formed a relationship with one of their vocalists, who was Debbie Harry. She had previously been a member of the folk rock band The Wind in the Willows. Stein and Harry left the Stilettos in 1974, and formed a new band with drummer Billy O'Connor and bass guitarist Fred Smith. They called themselves Angel and the Snake for a few live performances, before they changed their name to Blondie, and they decided to name the choose decided to name the band Blondie, because truck drivers would catcall to Debbie Harry as they drove by, calling her Blondie. And the thing is, a lot of people, when like the band name Blondie, think that it's referring to Harry, but Blondie's the name of the whole band. Yeah. Like she's not a solo artist. She's It's the whole band. Yeah. So, over the next few months, members left and joined the band. So, drummer Clem Burke and bass guitarist Gary Valentine joined officially in the spring of 1975. Um, and the band had become regular performers at two New York City nightclubs, Max's Kansas City and CBGB, and they added keyboardist Jimmy Destry in November of 1975. Blondie signed with Private Stock Records and released their self-titled debut album in December 1976, but the album was not a commercial success. The band bought out their record label and signed a new one with Chrysalis Records, and... um, Their first album was re-released in October 1977, and reviews of the album compared the band to Phil Spector and The Who, and they also praised the persona of Debbie Harry. Blondie had their first commercial success in Australia in 1977 when a music TV program accidentally played the music video for In the Flesh, which was a B-side to another single at the time, and the song peaked at number two in Australia. They released their second album, Plastic Letters, in February of 1978, the album was re- 
recorded in four parts because Gary Valentine had left the band and was replaced by Frank Infante. And the first single of the album, Dennis, peaked at number two in the UK. After a successful tour around the United Kingdom, Blondie became one of the first American new wave bands to achieve mainstream success in the UK. Nigel Harrison was brought in to be the band's full-time bass guitarist, allowing Infante to play guitar full-time with Stein. While the band was touring in California, they met producer Mike Chapman, and while Burke said he, that he was enthusiastic about working with Chapman, Debbie Harry was less excited about working with him, and she played him a few demos of songs and Chapman was impressed, so she was less cautious about working with him. The band started recording at the record plant in New York in June 1978, Chapman said that Blondie was one of the worst bands he ever worked with in terms of musical ability, and Chapman encouraged Stein, who showed up to the recording session stoned, to stick to writing songs instead of playing the guitar. He also said that Jimmy Destry would be better at songwriting than playing the guitar, and that Burke was a poor drummer. Chapman spent a lot of time working to improve the band, and Harrison became so mad at his perfectionism that he threw a synthesizer at him. And he was cautious in demanding too much from Harry because he thought she was highly emotional and wanted her to put the emotions into the songs. The album was recorded in six weeks, even though the record studio had given them six months. For some songs, Harry was still writing the lyrics as they were being recorded. And the record studio did not believe that the album would be successful and wanted them to redo it, but Chapman convinced them to keep it. And on September 23, 1978, Parallel Lines was released. Getting into our song rundown, the personnel on the album, it's Debbie Harry on vocals, Chris Stein on guitar and 12-string guitar and Ebo, Clem Burke on the drums, Jimmy Destry on electric keyboards, Nigel Harrison on the bass guitar, and Frank Infante on the guitar. First song off the album is Hanging on the Telephone, which was written by Jack Lee, and it was originally performed by Lee's power pop band The Nerves on their 1976 album. Um, and Lee was struggling financially and was about to have his electric and phone shut off the day that Harry called him to ask for his permission to use it. It was released as the third single off the album, peaking at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. About the song, Lee said, Even people who hated me, and there were plenty, had to admit it was great. And the lyrics include, If you don't answer, I'll just ring it off the wall. I know he's there, but I just had to call. I had to interrupt and stop the conversation. Your voice across the line gives me a strange sensation. I'd like to talk when I can show you my affection. Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. Second song on the album is One Way or Another, which was written by Debbie Harry and Nigel Harrison. It was released as the sixth and final single off the album, peaking at number 24 in the U.S. and number 98 in the U.K. Harry said that she wrote this song about an ex-boyfriend that, had, that had stalked her after their breakup. And she said, I tried to inject a little bit of levity into it to make it more lighthearted. I think in a way that's a normal kind of survival mechanism. This song ranked number 298 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. And the lyrics include, one way or another I'm going to find you, I'm going to get you. I will drive past your house and if the lights are all down I'll see who's around. The third song off the album is Picture This, which was written by Harry, Chris Stein, and Jimmy Destry. So Harry wrote the lyrics to the song, and Destry and Stein wrote portions of the music. 
It was released as the lead single off of the album, peaking at number 12 in the UK. And the lyrics on the song include, All I want is a room with a view, a sight worth seeing, a vision of you. And all I want is a photo in my wallet, a small remembrance of something more solid, all I want is a picture of you. The fourth song on the album is Fade Away and Radiate, which was written by Stein. And it features King Crimson's Robert Fripp on guitar. The lyrics include, Ooh, baby, I hear you spend nighttime. Wrapped like candy blue, blue neon glow, fade away and radiate. Electric faces seem to merge, hidden voices mock your words, fade away and radiate. Uh, the next song is Pretty Baby, which was written by Harry and Stein. And the lyrics include, Stars live in the evening, but the very young need the sun. Pretty baby, you look so heavenly. And pretty baby looks so heavenly, a neo-nebular from under the sun, eyes that tell me incense and peppermints, your looks are larger than life, long live innocence. And the sixth song is I Know But I Don't Know, which was written by Frank Infante, with lyrics including I give but I don't get, I will but I won't yet, I lose but I don't bet. The seventh song on the album and the first song on this, the B side is 1159, which was written by Destry. The lyrics include, leaning in your corner like a candidate for wax. Sidewalk social scientists don't get no satisfaction from your cigarette. And today can last another million years. Today could be the end of me. It's 11.59 and I want to stay alive. The next song is, Will Anything Happen? Which was written by Jack Lee. The lyrics include, I always said you could make it. I know what I said and I meant it. You always said that you would never change like the people that you've met and the places that you've been. The next song is Sunday Girl, which was written by Stein. It was the fifth single released off of the album, peaking at number one in the UK. Um, Australia originally thought that this song was already released in their country because it sounded similar to In the Flesh. And the lyrics include, I know a girl from a lonely street, cold as ice cream but still as sweet, dry your eyes, Sunday girl. And hey, I saw your guy with a different girl, looks like he's in another world, run and hide, Sunday girl. Uh, the 10th song off the album, and arguably the most popular, is Heart of Glass, which was written by Harry and Stein. It was released as the fourth single off the album, but it peaked at number one in the U.S., which was their first top single for the group, and it also peaked at number one in the U.K., Australia, and Canada, among other countries. The song was originally written in 1974 under the title Once I Had a Love, and Harry said that the song was one of the first songs that Blondie wrote but it was years before we recorded it properly. We tried it as a ballad, as reggae, but it never quite worked. And they were originally scared to play it for Chapman, Chapman, but he thought it was one of the best ones that they had, and they decided to give it a more disco sound and beat. Because of the disco sound and the beat to it, some people thought that Blondie were selling out for it, um, because they were a new wave band, and they were going back, reverting back to the disco sound. And the lyrics include, Once I had a love, and it was... It was gas, soon turns out, had a heart of glass. And in between, what I find is pleasing and I'm feeling fine. Love is so confusing, there's no peace of mind. Um, the next song, the 11th song, is I'm Gonna Love You Too, which was written by Joe Maudlin, Nikki Sullivan, and Norman Petty. It was originally recorded by Buddy Holly in 1957, and the band decided to do this because of their success um, of the single Dennis, which was a cover of another artist in the 50s. It was released as a second single off the album, but it did not chart, with lyrics including, You're gonna say you miss me, you're gonna say you'll kiss me, you're gonna say you love me, and I'm gonna love you too. 
The last song is Just Go Away, which was written by Harry. And the lyrics include, Oh, don't you know, don't want to see you anymore, put up or shut up. Don't go away sad, don't go prefab, don't go be bad, don't go away mad, just go away. So now some of the implications of the album. It peaked at number 6 on the Billboard 200, and it reached number 1 on the UK Albums Chart. It sold over 20 million copies worldwide and is certified platinum in Australia, the UK, and the US. The reviews of the album are positive. William Ruhlman of AllMusic gave it 5 out of 5 stars, saying it wasn't just Chapman that made Parallel Lines Blondie's best album. It was the band's own songwriting. Robert Criscow gave the album an A, saying what seems at first like a big bright bow of hard candy turns out to have guts, feeling, a chewy center, and Deborah Harry's vocal gloss reveals nooks of compassion and sheer physical give. And Pitchfork gave the album a 9.7 out of 10, saying Blondie specialized in whip-smart chart music created by and for adults, a trick that has all but vanished from the pop landscape. Blondie released three more studio albums in 1979, 1980, and 1982, and their last album saw a commercial decline which caused a rift between the band. Stein was also diagnosed with a life-threatening illness, so the band broke up. Um, however, they got back together in 1997, and they released a studio album in 1999, which peaked at number 18 in the U.S. and number 3 in the U.K., and they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006. Didn't Blondie just come out with it? Because I got you, it was like Paul... Pollinator? Pollinator, yeah, it yeah. just came out in 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still still making music, and they mm. were on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah, and it was good. She still sounds really good, too. Yep. So, there are the implications in what happened to Blondie after Parallel Lines. The album comparison, um, I just did what we did for Michael Jackson's Thriller and compared Parallel Lines to Bad Out of Hell, Rumors, and Breakfast in America. Since they all came out around the same time and are pretty popular albums, um, however, looking at the comparison, Parallel, Parallel Lines might be a little bit more pop than the other three, but I, I still consider it rock and roll. So, albums sold, Parallel Lines sold 20 million copies. Battle of Hell, 45 million. Rumors, 40 million. Breakfast in America, 25 million. Songs charting in the top 10 in the U.S. Parallel Lines, 1. Battle of Hell, 0. Rumors, 4. And Breakfast in America, 2. Personnel, Parallel Lines at 6. Battle of Hell, 16. Rumors, 5. Breakfast in America, 5. And albums released in the five years after the album. Parallel Lines released 3. Battle of Hell, 1. Rumors, 1. And Breakfast in America, 1. Wait, so... So there's that means there was three albums released after Parallel Lines within five years. Yeah. Oh wow. So I I just thought that was interesting yeah. to add just because like the other three you could probably say were a bit more popular than Parallel Lines, but Parallel Lines just kept. I don't think Bad Out of Hell was more popular than Parallel Lines. You I hate to break it. To you me. understand that Bad Out of Hell has sold 45 million copies worldwide, and is in the top four. And I don't sold think it was more right? popular in America. 
it was pretty popular in America. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I, you can you can hate Bad NFL all you want, but you don't understand that it, I've never it was heard a very it being talked popular. about. Be, it, I, what do you mean by you've never heard it being talked about? Like when I never heard it, like I never heard people being like, "Oh, I'm going to buy Bad Out of Hell." Well, do you hear people anymore saying, oh, I'm going to go buy Rumors? Oh, I'm going to go buy Breakfast in America? Oh, I'm going to go buy Thriller? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. But, so, you can you can say that Battle of Hell is not popular at all. But, it is. As much as you hate it, it is. And it's up there on some of the best albums of all time with Parallel Lines, Rumors, and Breakfast in America. So why don't we just get into <laughs> our song rankings before I bring out more facts about Bad of Hell <laughs> in the Blondie podcast. Alright, we are going to rank our top Five songs of the album now. This was your album, Miranda. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay, so my t uh, number five was Pretty Baby. I said it sounds like a 1950s song. Something you would hear like now in like a diner when you go um, and drinking milkshakes and stuff. I don't know. I just really liked it. Um, just kind of took me back. Um, yeah, as I said. Um, my number five was 11.59. So I liked the synthesizer at the beginning and during the instrumental. I think it was a synthesizer. I don't know. It sounded like one. Um, the beat overall and then the lyric, Don't leave me here. Time is running out. Take me down the highway like a rocket to the ocean. We can run. So my number five was 11.59. So go ahead with your number four, which is probably going to be the top four for both of us. is probably going to be the exact same thing. So just say your number four. Um, I didn't write anything. Um, <laughs> I had Sunday Girl for number four. Um, yeah, I think I like the <laughs> lyrics. Hurry up and uh, wait. Okay, you don't okay. you don't have anything. I think I forgot trying, to write that. You did. You're just looking I just like yeah. I like that song. I didn't really write anything for that one. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at yours. My number four was also Sunday Girl. Um. Overall, I like the beat and the rhythm to the song. Mm -hmm. And uh, the lyrics, hurry up, hurry up and wait. I stay away all week and still I wait. Um, and Sunday Girl is one of the more popular songs. I'm pretty sure it's mm -hmm. on the Blondie's like compilation, The Best of Blondie. Mm -hmm. So go ahead with your number three. Um, my number three was One Way or Another. Um, I heard this song a lot on like commercials and different things, even in movies. But I never knew it was Blondie up until recently. Um, but yeah, I, I like the upbeat song, and I like that um, she definitely made it lighthearted from what the actual story was. She really made it kind of like funny and upbeat and lighthearted. Okay, my number three was Hanging on the Telephone. So I had I honestly would have had no idea that this was a cover, um, which you probably still don't know it's a cover song. Nope. Now you know it's a cover song, so yep. Blondie didn't write this song, which I thought that was surprising for me. Do you know who wrote this song? Jack Lee. I don't uh, know who that is. Yeah, I literally just Poor talked Jack about Lee. it in the in the song rundown. Yeah, I know. So, but I know what I was saying. I don't know who that is. Like, I, oh, before. yeah, exactly. You don't know who he is. He just wrote the song. Yeah. Um, 
So, Hanging on the Telephone. It was upbeat and got right into the lyrics. Um, the guitar and the drums in the middle of the song. I thought that they were cool. And Harry's vocals. So, um, I feel like they're raspy at some point, but they're clean on some other points, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, so, your number... Are we on number two now? Yeah, yes. we're on number two. So, go ahead okay, with your number two. Okay, now, my number two was Hanging on the Telephone. I said I liked, I liked the beginning phone, and then it... Gets right into the lyrics. It's very upbeat. Like the hey, hey, hanging on the telephone. But yeah. Was, oh, sorry. I catch myself singing that all the time. <laughs> Man. It's funny now that we've done two telephone songs. Yeah. I was just that, that. have sounds telephone sounds. Yep. In it. So my number two was Heart of Glass. Um, so this is probably the most popular song that you hear pretty much anywhere. Um, so um, I liked, I thought the lyrics were really well written for this song. Um, especially if I fear I'm losing you, it's just no good. You, you, what does that say? You tear, teasing me, teasing like you yeah. do. Um, and then it sounds like an organ too at the beginning, but it's actually like an electric keyboard. So I thought that was, I like that part of the song. And the original lyrics for this song were actually, instead of heart of glass, were pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but radios wouldn't play it because of that. Yeah. And, you know, you get fined every time you, you put a... A swear word on the radio. Really? Yes, yeah, so they have to be careful. That's why they bleep out songs all the time. Well, there's some songs that uh, I yeah, hear on the Yeah, some stations don't care. That, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, at that time they had to. Right. They had to bleep it out. Yeah. So then they had to change their lyrics to "Heart of Glass" instead of "Pain in the Ass." <laughs> so um, we are into the number one now. I yeah. wonder what yours is going to be. Mine's "Heart of Glass." But I kind of have a story with this one, the reason why I like this one. So my mom, she grew up in a very, very conservative Christian household and wasn't allowed to listen to anything other than, like, hymns. So this album came out around the time she started to become, like, I don't want to give away her age, but, like, a teenager, <laughs> a young teenager. So she went out to the store and bought this behind their back. And, like, this was her first, like, rock CD, and she felt so bad. And <laughs> she loved it. So she fell in love with Blondie. So she always, this was her favorite song, was Heart of Glass, because she heard it on the radio, said, I got to go out and get this song. Um, and then she, she had, like, this is the only album she had, and then I guess one day her little brother, like, stole it or something and broke it, I'm not sure the exact story, but then she got it again when I was born, and she always, this song was always, like, on, when she was, like, cooking and stuff, so I, like, I loved this song ever since I was little, um, so it reminds me of my mom, and I, I think the lyrics are really well written, uh, even, like, Heart of Glass, because it's just representing, like, a fragile love that a heart can be, it's fragile, it can break, um, so yeah, that's why I, I like that song. It's my number one, but yours? Mine is One Way or Another. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I thought, it, I mean, it's just funny song, yeah. now that, you know, like, it was actually written truthfully, like, mm -hmm. you listen to it, and it's, it is creepy, <laughs> but it makes sense now, so, you know, with the it's whole... It's like that uh, song, um... I'll be watching you yeah, every step by the, by, the by the police, kind of like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then you have, like, the I'm gonna get you, get you, get you. <laughs> I thought, you know, that's funny. Um, the instrumental at the beginning and the middle of the song is really good. Um, the sirens at the end, I thought, make it funnier. And my, like, the first memory that I can think of with this song, like, you're saying it's in, like, commercials and movies, the Rugrats movie. Yes, with, with, that's what with, it was. Um, what's her Angelica, Angelica singing it? About, yes. But that's that's like the first thing I can like I can picture with this song. Um, so that's my number one is one way or another. Overall, 
I think the three things that stick out on the album the most, uh, the guitar riffs. So I think it was Nigel Harrison. They brought him on, and he was like one of the one, one of the few bright spots that Chapman saw in the band when he first started with them. The drum beats and the beats in general, I thought were good, and Harry's De- Debbie Harry's vocals. Yeah. Like some songs, like she has like a more raspy kind of Bonnie Tyler, Stevie yeah. Nicks sound. Yeah. Um, but then there are other songs where, it's, like, it's pretty relatively clean. Mm-hmm. Um, not really like the, like the rasp is gone. So I think she just has a good. She's very diverse in the songs she can do. I think. A good vocal range. Um, so I'm gonna grab the ranking board. So now you have to put the album on this board. Miranda, where would you put it? Talking out where you would put it. Okay, so... Oh, I'm looking at your your ranking. Okay. Rumors is still at the top. Um, a new world record is still second. Thriller, I think, is still third. I think I'm going to put it... Oh, man. I think I'm going to put it above Breakfast in America. And, that, and that's hard, because I really like Breakfast in America. Yeah, so it's going to be my fourth, and Breakfast in America is going to slide down to five. What about you? All right, let's see. It doesn't beat Bad Out of Hell. <laughs> doesn't beat Rumors. Um, it's... Uh, I don't think it beats a new world record. Um, I think I'd probably rather still listen to GTR than Parallel Really? Really? Like that surprises like me. That really surprises me. I like GTR. Um, is it better than Breakfast in America, though? I think that's the big one. That's, I know, that's hard. Me, too. I've, I just... I think if I, like, if I had uh, to listen to one one more time, or, like, if I finally had, could listen to one, I would probably pick Breakfast in America over Parallel Lines. Okay. So then I would put it here, which is, what, sixth? Yeah. So that's two, three, probably where six, I would put okay. Parallel Lines. So that is the podcast for this month. Next month is our last album podcast for the for a, a little this bit of time. Season. Yeah, so, season. Um, next whatever May May seventh, we're doing Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run. I think it's a good one to end with because the first one was Battle of Hell, and people thought that Battle of Hell sounded like Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run. So let's just end with Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run. So yeah. we're doing that one, um, and it's just a fun album yeah, altogether. Um, you can email us any suggestions or just to say hi at dorneysvinyl at gmail.com you can follow us on Instagram at dorneysvinyl which I'm finally starting to learn how to use the Instagram story option to do like polls and questions and all that so that's fun and um, I think that's, that's about it so just keep listening to our podcast um, shout out to all you fans in China and Japan, which... Yeah, we've been getting some a lot of fans in China and Japan. Not so. a lot of fans, like two or three listens. That's them. a lot of fans. But, um, but yeah, so thanks for listening, and we will have an episode for you next month.
The music clips we discussed on this podcast are used in compliance with the U.S. Copyright Act's Fair Use Exemption for Criticism and Commenting.